Welcome to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast, where we dive deep into the home gym scene. Each week, we put out Sunday surveys where you tell us your thoughts on products, builds, and all things home gym related. We're here to break down the numbers and to talk shop. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast, where we dive deep into the home gym scene. I'm Adam. I'm joined by Jake, and we have a special guest, and it's Rob from Vintage Weights PGH. Thanks for joining us, Rob. How you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. We're excited to get into some vintage weight talk, but that's going to happen in part two of the podcast. In part one, we're going to discuss if the economy is holding people back from buying gym equipment, interest in the new pro series from Force USA, specialty bar, hot or not results, and more. So with that, Jake, take us through those numbers. Thank you, Adam. So let's start off with the economy, question mark. So we asked if it's likely that the economy is going to prevent you from buying more gym equipment. And about 56% did say yes. So we are not economists here. And uh, I did get a few DMs related to this topic that I was not ready to go back and forth with people on. But (laughs) the data says 56%. So let's just keep it at that. And then we also asked how many have made purchases so far this year and uh, nearly two thirds. So 64% have purchased some gym equipment. So yeah, the, the stock market has crashed recently. I do know that you guys have any insight or input well, on I'm, that. Yeah. I'm kind of curious whether um, the nose, like it's not going to affect if they're going to purchase gym equipment, like if it's going to happen indirectly um, just from like, you know, inflation and paying more at the pump and just not having uh, the numbers in the bank account to be able to make the purchase. They can say like, no, I still intend to make purchases, but with gym equipment prices rising and bank accounts getting smaller, it it may affect, you know, your uh, thoughts of adding to your home gym. Suddenly everyone wants to find some vintage weights. (laughs) that, That was my thought on this one was just, it would be interesting to see Uh, That question rephrased a little bit in terms of how does the uh, current economy affect your opinion of the used market or, you know, make you choose to look on the used market versus buying new. And, uh, you know, as someone who's frequently looking on the used market for weight plates, bars, you name it, you know, there's a lot of deals to be had. And if you know how to restore things, there's definitely endless possibilities. I did just have, it's not released yet. It may be released before this podcast is released though. But I did just have a chat with a guy named Preston Wilson, who installs gyms in Texas. His company is Texas Garage Gym Builders. And we kind of go back to years. So it was really good to chat with him. But one of his predictions was that the used marketplace is going to really start picking up again. Um, especially as he's seeing it already with some of his clients over the past two years, they, they bought this gym equipment and for whatever reason they're going back to the gym or, or something like, like that, the, he's seeing some people already going selling and then is like predicting that it could open up again. So yeah, I think this probably adds to that. So that's a good point, Rob. All right. So how many people work out in your home gym? So only 35% say yes. 38% say two, 
9% say three, and then we have 18% who have four or more. So those are likely with people probably coming and, and working out there. They may be a personal trainer or whatever. So that's what I'm guessing. Those <laughs> numbers are in terms of single people using the gym are up slightly from when we asked about this six months ago, it was, it was 32% back in November of 2021. Adam, how'd you answer this question? I answered one. <laughs> she's she's not gonna listen. No, uh, my wife's intent was to start coming down and using it more. Uh, I don't I don't see it happening that often. No, um, so we're still gonna answer one. Yeah, it happens like you know once every ten days. So okay. there you go, Rob. What about you? Uh, well, part of my basement gym is my wife's Peloton. So okay. technically speaking, I answered two. Uh, I was a little, I don't know. I went back and forth. I have four children and they're in here frequently, but the way it was phrased, Got it. working out. I don't know if you can call the way they play around in here working out. So I kept it at two. Makes sense. I'm hoping to make it to that 18% category eventually and get them actually lifting. Makes sense. That'd be cool. Uh, so yeah, this is something that we've asked about twice in the last six months. It's another good one to, to kind of track as time goes along. And it's really important for people to consider why certain people make purchases the way they do, because you most likely aren't the only one working out in the home gym. All right, pre-workout. We asked about this one last November as well. 53% said yes. This time around, it was a little under half. So pretty much the same, but slightly smaller. Anything to say here? Shocking. I was shocked at 53% last time. I thought that was very low. It's getting lower. I, I'm trying to get off the juice myself, but uh, <laughs> still taking pre-workout pretty much every day. Rob, what I about agree. you? I agree, Adam. I, I do. I, I'm shocked. I thought that was going to be like at least in the 70s using pre-workout. I, I don't. I work out in the morning and I drink coffee and I, I'm a veteran, so I think I have like latent paranoia about Gotcha. Non-regulated substances. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. So, yeah, coffee is all the pre-workout that I use, but I'm, I'm really kind of surprised. I thought a lot more people were using it. Nope. Maybe it's just a frequent meme. Yeah. All right. So the X15 or X20, these are the newest multifunctional racks from Force USA. We simply asked, what was your level of interest? They're expensive. They are... Um, I would say out of the league for a lot of people. And then a lot of people just like as simple as possible anyways. So we saw about 20 to 21% say high interest for both. And they both also had about 50% say low interest. Hmm. And then when asked between the two, should have thrown pictures on here, but about two out of three said they'd go with the power rack option rather than the half rack option. Uh, I think that surprised me. What about you guys? Do you guys have any thoughts on this? I know Rob, I don't, I think you commented low interest on the rack, but yeah, guys, any thoughts on this? Um, well, I actually, yeah, I, I fired off some comments a little too quick before <laughs> <laughs> jumping into the research on this one. I, I would go with the full rack. If I was choosing between the two, uh, I just really like having that safety. I lift alone, <laughs> you know, I've yet to fully fall over and collapse and use my safety straps, but I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Um, 
but if this was pitted against uh you know some other options that are out there i think the thing that stuck out to me was kind of like matt pendagraph he wrote about you know going all in on rogue all at once and that's the way these felt to me is that for some people that's probably just what they want like i just want to get everything at once and be done but for me i i'm kind of enjoying you know learning about other companies checking out other products so i think i'd be a little bored if i got one of these makes sense yeah it is fun to kind of like dip your hand in like this kind of table cable attachment and this type of rack and yeah i can i can see that for sure jake you used both of these if you had to bring one into your space and you're paying for it like would you go with a full rack or would you go with a half rack i would go with the full rack the price difference is a thousand dollars they're both like premium rack so it's it's not like when you're talking to the average person it's not something they're going to be ready to unload on but it's basically like a fully loaded rep rack with a an aries you know and they end up being relatively the same cost if you do some mental math but you like rob said you just get it all at once and i think there's some benefits to either that we can discuss in the coming months. But yeah, I think the power rack is just so easy to use and so nice for having the full rack by itself. And then like a functional trainer on the outside and uh, you can pretty much do whatever you want there. So I would go X20, even though it takes quite a bit more space I think it removes the need to add certain other things within your home gym. So if you want to add a lap pull down somewhere else, or if you wanted to add whatever, while it takes up more space, it still adds a ton of versatility to your home gym. That's what I would go with. I was entertained by the TV mount. Yeah. I noticed they have a TV mount. I'm like, oh, never saw that. It's pretty slick. I didn't see what it looks like on there, but I've seen what it looks like on the others. It's kind of in a nice spot, and I think it's yeah. more for like playing your music right there or watching YouTube in the rack. I doubt many people take advantage of that. Yeah, that it just kind of made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, I have it on the wall, and I'd rather it be on the wall than yeah on the actual rack. So, but you know, I I, I imagine like that like there's probably certain things in the future that. Mm-hmm they're planning for and a tv right there might work out i don't know well i mean with like juggernaut ai with various for sure yeah training apps i don't think it's unreasonable that there'll be some type of you know better screen touch system in the future for those types of things and something like that will come in handy yep all right let's move on to kabuki or alaiko so this is just a random question we asked back in 2020 and uh, 59% at that time chose Lyco. Last November, 56% chose Lyco. And this time around, 53 So the gap is getting closer. Rob, when I sent you this outline, you were like, is there a reason you just picked them? Honestly, no. It was just like a couple of random, two premium brands wanted to kind of get a feel from the audience as to like which one they kind of, lean towards most people answering this question probably have no experience with either, but you know, still kind of cool to just see what people are interested in. First of all, who would you guys choose? At this point, my, my training Kabuki, 
Yeah. Uh, when I think of Aligo, I think of uh, Olympic weightlifting. I know they've really grown their brand into you know, dumbbells and platforms and uh, they have racks and all this stuff that I could never afford. Um, but when I think of Kabuki, I think of like specialty bars that I could bring into my space and like put to use. So Kabuki. Yeah, that's right where I am. I've yet to dabble with Olympic weightlifting and that's what I associate Aligo with. You know, they have a nice trap bar, but uh, Kabuki for sure is where I would go. But I do appreciate the history of Aleko, you know, the legendary waffle iron knurling, that sure. classic picture. So for sure, they're a cool company. Was there, yeah. Was there uh, anything else you wanted to say on this subject? I thought a lot about just uh, what they had to offer and the debate. Once I thought more about it was just the steadfast kind of nature of Aleko that, I mean, they're still doing it. They're still at the top of the game, you know, going on whatever, 60 plus years now. Has it been that so, long? Wow. Yeah, it was 1957-ish, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, to be still regarded as highly as they are, you know, I'm hard pressed. You think about some other companies, you know, I hate to say it, but York Barbell um, and yeah, no York, one's really flocking. York, yeah. who else has fallen? Oh, well, ones that are just closed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that aren't yeah. even in business anymore. DP, Diversified Project, yeah. uh, Products, Billard, you name it. But, you know, the history behind it is so deep that I can't help but have respect for it. But Adam hit the nail on the head that in terms of functionality in my gym space, I'm going to go with Kabuki. Yep. I'm with you guys. Love, love Kabuki specialty bars. So easy, easy choice for me. And then just also somewhat related to uh, specialty bars from the audience, where are you most likely to buy a specialty bar from? I think the, the Rogue fanboys came out for this one. For this, we had either, you could either choose Kabuki, Rogue, Titan, or Rep. Rogue received 44% of the votes. And uh, Kabuki came in second with 22%. Rep behind in third with 19%. And then Titan with... 15% of the votes. So Rogue recently released some specialty bars and we'll talk about that in the hot or not results. But um, in general, they're not really known for having the best options. So 44%, that kind of screams to me like people just chose Rogue because that's their favorite brand. And by people, I mean people who really had no opinion. So they just ended up choosing Rogue. You guys think I'm off there, or is that kind of what you're thinking too? I don't think you're off. Um, I also think of like potential to do something in the future. Rogue could continue to come out with some really cool stuff. But yeah, I mean, as of right now, they have a huge selection of, of anything in the in the strength industry. And so if they can like hone in and get some uh, specialty bars to match, kind of like these Cambridge bars that are coming out in the Swiss bar, I think um, they could do some really cool stuff in the space. Yeah, I think... I mean, we can get into details of the actual bars later, but uh, I was a little bit surprised that it was so steadfast with Rogue. But I mean, Jake, yeah, you have a good point with the, the Rogue fanboys coming out. <laughs> Personally, I'm reps got my attention the most uh, right now. You know, I think they had two interesting uh, releases and price points recently and are clearly heading in that direction to focus on uh, upping their game in this market. So. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at rep. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you like before this year 
when you think of specialty bars for the home gym, I personally would think Kabuki, but mm -hmm. all of their bars were between, you know, if you, after shipping, you're probably paying at least $600. And then Titan, on the other hand, before the inflation, most of those prices were like in between two and $300, if not less. So you had those two options. I mean, there were obviously others out there, but then you have Rogue and Rep pretty much coming in 2022, adding specialty bars and Rogues are priced like more expensive <laughs> than Kabuki's. And then Reps are like kind of in the sweet spot for most home gym owners. So yeah, interesting strategies there. Kabuki shipping to the East Coast. Whew. Kabuki shipping is not cool. Yeah. I think it's getting better though. I haven't made a, an order in a while, but from what I've heard, it's gotten a little bit better. All right, let's move on to those hot or not results. For the most recent hot or not surveys, we broke it out into two different weeks. And then I didn't count the total amount, but I think it's like something like 25 total bars. Just asked about everything from deadlift bars, squat bars, number of open trap bars, Swiss bars, etc. So just about everything. And uh, let's break it down a little bit. So at the very top, we had, and just keep in mind, like 25 different specialty bars. We didn't ask about all 100 out there. So just keep in mind, there may be some off this list, but I think for the most part, we got a, a majority of the ones that most home gym owners would consider. So number one, and this has happened before, is just the deadlift bar. So the deadlift bar was the number one choice. 80% said hot for the deadlift bar. For the picture, we used a rogue Ohio deadlift bar. I was surprised when this first came out, like I think we did this last year and we got the same result, but it kind of makes sense. Just like who's gonna vote against a deadlift bar? Um, so deadlift bar number one, a couple other notes from at the top. So the Kabuki open trap bar, beat out the Oppen deadlift bar by a decent amount for the top trap bar. The SS Yoke won the safety squat bar battle. There were a few others kind of at the top. So for example, so the SS Yoke had about 75% hot votes. Rep SSB was at 71%. The SS3 was also made the top 10 with 67%. And I totally forgot to ask about the Titan safety squat bar. So yeah, I had that on my list to ask in the first week and I didn't realize until at the end that it wasn't on there. So I doubt the safe, the Titan option would be out the rep or SS yoke, but I guess we'll never know. No, we'll ask about it later um, <laughs> to see what it, what it gets. The Cambridge Swiss bar from rep was actually voted as the top Swiss bar and with the Cadillac bar just behind it. These were both way higher than the new Rogue bars, uh, which we'll talk about. And then lastly, we had the Rackable Curl bar at about 68% compared to a regular Curl bar at uh, in the 50s somewhere. Any uh, surprises here? Any thoughts on this top 10 that you see on the board? Kind of looked at the... Um... The Rep Cambridge Swiss beating out the Cadillac bar, maybe for two reasons. One, because it's new and it's from Rep. 
Uh, but two, I mean, definitely like, I think a lot of people had price in mind when they looked at that. I mean, there's like a difference of like $200. And then like you guys said, $200 before you account that like, you're not going to pay shipping anymore from rep and mm-hmm. Kabuki shipping. So yeah, most people answering these questions are just inherently keeping that stuff like that in mind. They're the ones that are truly the most educated on the, this type of topic. So yeah. What about you, Rob? Any, any surprises here in the top 10? I was a little bit surprised that, um, rep overtook Cadillac, but yeah, price, <laughs> price tends to reign supreme a lot of times. And that's the first thing I thought about with the, uh, omission of the Titan is that I don't really think it matters to, to be honest. I mean, it's only a couple bucks less than reps safety squat bar. And as soon as rep released it at that price point, I thought, well, you know, I kind of wish I hadn't bought my Titan, <laughs> but hey, yeah, you live I, in- yeah the, I do on the Titan. It's solid, but I'm guessing most people are going to take advantage of the rep one if they need to yeah. add one. So For my the guess, handles alone, yeah. I would. Yeah, for sure. My guess would be that it would, it would go somewhere in between that SS3 at the 10th spot and mm-hmm. the, the rep one. So we'll see when we do it. Let's quickly talk about the bottom five, actually. So at the very bottom was the CB1 Rogue Camber Bar. Second to bottom were the Band Bell Bars. Third to bottom, Yukon Bars. Rackable Strongman Log Bar. Fourth to bottom. And then Rogue MG-4G. So the the non-Cambered Swiss Bar option was the fifth place. So overall, the Rogue Bars, the new Rogue Bars didn't do great. And the fact that one of them was at the very bottom was pretty surprising. The traditional camber bars like the Yukon bar also didn't do great. Even the, the Duffalo bar from Kabuki was, you see that wasn't in the top 10 that was below most of the other Kabuki bars. And then, yeah, just the strongman log and band bell bars. Those really aren't meant for everybody. So that's, uh, that's why they're here most likely. I will say I was shocked at some of these ratings for the new Rogue Bars, but I'm going to take a guess and and say that most of that had to do with the really high prices that they are. So, What bugs me about the new Rogue Bars, because I think they look really cool. I I mean, we put our hands on the the non-cambered ones, and it was was awesome. But what bugs me is you spend all that money, and then, I mean, this is repeated from everyone, but you get one set of handles. And I kind of felt like, you know, you could have bumped it up like 50 bucks. And then I know they, they come in three handle styles. You're, uh, you're straight neutral. There's a whatever. Let's just say it's like 15 degree and then a 30 degree. If you gave like one of each of those and then the option to buy more, it just doesn't make sense to me to get like this Swiss bar and <laughs> one set of handles. And the handles, I, I mean, I also think they're the coolest part of the bar that you have like this Ohio grip steel handle to put in this like black bar. It looks so cool. Um, yeah, I'd be really disappointed to uh, have to pay extra for more of them. Yeah, I mean, it was a bold move to release a multi-grip bar that doesn't come with multiple grips on <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> I think it was on I like April the way Fool's you thing. say it, Rob. That's brilliant. So. A multi-grip bar that doesn't come with multiple grips. Brilliant. Yeah. I, well, I I think it maybe it's a genius marketing strategy on their part 
to try to like, all right, how do we sell this bar as a multi-grip bar without multiple grips? Oh, I know. We'll just tell people that they can move around the grips. Like we'll give them two and they can move it around. That makes it multiple. But I, I mean, I don't know if that was the thought process or like you said, Adam, why wouldn't they just up it by 50 bucks, you know, and give you even at least four so they could say it was truly multiple grip. I've had a, <laughs> I, that really just turned me off from the start. I, I was super into the knurled handles and very interested in with all the pictures leading up to it. And then when they dropped it, I, I don't know, I had to go and read the description as soon as I saw someone comment. I, I, I didn't believe it. I thought maybe that person was just wrong. <laughs> And then did you see uh, Basement Brandon's picture when he moved the handles? The yes. blemished ring that left oh. on the outside? Mm. I mean, you get this brand would... new expensive bar. And he said it in his caption. He was like, it didn't bother me much. I was like, man, yeah. that, would, that would erg me to like spend that kind of money. And now oh. I have this nasty ring on the outside. He was very fair-handed at the way he phrased that. <laughs> Mine would have been a rage-filled post. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what I would have uh, said the first time because, again, they're marketing this as that's one of the top selling points, that you can move these things around. And you're telling me no one in that humongous facility realized that, like, oh, wait, it's going to completely mess up your bar the second that you do it. Well, not completely. I'm, I'm getting a little overzealous, but, you know. It's going to mark your bar and blemish this brand new, very expensive bar. I mean, everything yeah. gets banged up eventually and dinged and scratched. It's a gym. It's not an antique shop. But on the other hand, this thing's brand new and really expensive. Come on now. Yeah. And like hearing you say that, I'm thinking like this is coming from a company who sells like boneyard bars that have blemishes. And you mm -hmm. need a magnifying glass to like find the blemish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to have something where like you make one little change that you said like they, they market that like change it around and it leaves a scuff like that. Like that was rough. But I guess to save a little bit, I really thought it was intelligent what they did with uh, their squat bar with the bow bar. They I, they uh, the CB4 having it in the Arnold. You know, seeing JF Cron squat a massive amount 900 some pounds like it was nothing with that bar and then whoa i can buy it like i mean yeah I, i'm very strong man influenced in the way that i lived and i like strong man and so that i thought that was perfect product placement yeah and like as we're sitting here like you can only bash a bar like that because because it's like priced the way it is because like i said like when i put my hands on it like the thing's incredible it's great mm -hmm. it's just like a few things like if you're going to pay that kind of money you shouldn't have to deal with like those little things but for sure they're still going to sell them <laughs> and i still kind of <laughs> yeah. want one yeah i still yeah. want one i'm with you guys and i also i wouldn't find myself ever changing it just knowing myself and knowing most other people they're not going to like want to ever change it so like what you get is what you get and it's most likely going to be like two different grips on each side so and it's a, is it a hex uh, to change them? It looked Allen Wrench, yeah. Allen Wrench. Yeah, because uh, that's the other thing someone pointed out. I can't take credit for this, but as soon as I read it, uh, it made sense was just, why not have quick release knobs if that's going to be a feature? You know? yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hey, well, maybe they'll take some feedback. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the surveys. Anything else to add before we move on to part two? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.